It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we'll be talking about AK's comments about building a championship team and how this the franchise deserves better. We'll also be asking the question of, is Acme pulling a T-Mac, for those who knows what that means, with draft workouts and sneaking people in the door? We'll also be finishing the show with the interview from uh, Locked on Today with Robert Ori. So that'll be it from us today after the first two seconds. We'll get into all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat the Designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm CEO Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls Central. And on today's episode, we're getting into some topics. First up, Acme had an interview. This was for the uh, Home of Basketball documentary episode that aired. And he said this. The vision is to win a title. I realized last year that this historic club deserves a better team. The current situation is not enough, and we need to create something better. Pat, that's big. That is, listen, man, a few words, but those words are powerful. That the club deserves better. They need to create something better. How do you take this quote from AK? This better be what he's saying. Uh, (laughs) I mean, mean, honestly, like, you you know, it's – I don't get excited by press conferences and interviews as much anymore unless you tell me, like, hey, we're going to make a move for LeBron James. Like, I know that AK is working behind the scenes to make the Bulls better. I know that AK is working behind the scenes to do everything he can to bring a championship to Chicago. I would hope he was doing that based on the fact that it's his job to do that. Um, am, am I excited that, yeah, he he feels that way? Yeah, but, I mean – What's he supposed Every to do? Should feel that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what's, he, what's he supposed to do? Be like, nah, man, you know, conference finals is the goal next year. Yeah, you know I mean, like, get eliminated in them. We're hoping for that Miami vibe. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think I don't think that there's anything too deep to read into it. I, I do like that he's talking that way. I do like the way I will say this, right? The way the comments that he made with the way that he's going about making the Bulls better, I like. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is it'd be different if there was a bunch of empty. The fact is, if you ever have a GM that literally says, hey, no, we don't care about winning no title. That's the quote. That That's that's what needs to be uh, earth shattering there. But the fact that AK has shown improved, the fact that it's been a little over two years and he's completely turned this team around. Yeah, we had some roster flaws still uh, last year. We had some issues with big man depth, things like that. But. You can trust that AK is going to do whatever in his power to continually improve the team. And we're going yeah. to get into that a little bit more in the second segment. But even just, you know, the 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 moves that he did make, how he went about those moves, the fact two signing trades, getting rid of some contracts that we weren't going to use in those signing trades to really bring in two players that when they were both playing and healthy, well, DeMar was healthy all season for yeah. the most part. But when Lonzo was healthy, he was everything that he was advertised to be. Alice Caruso, Alice Caruso was not on any Bulls fans radar last year. 
<laughs> he wasn't. Let's hey, be real. Hey, anybody hey. who said what? Go check out the Breeze oh, TikTok. The clip dropped bro. today. Literally of me saying, <laughs> "Give it a year," and I bet Bulls fans love Alice Caruso. Bro, I'm I'm telling you, and that's the thing is like, no, no. When we went into the free agency, there, there may be a couple of Bulls fans, but I guarantee you. By the majority, nobody was saying, hey, we need to bring that Alex Caruso guy from, yeah. from L.A. Yeah. The fact that he brought him in, the fact that, well, again, when he was healthy, before he was fighting injury, things like that, he was everything that it was advertised to be. Io DeSumo, bringing yeah. in Vooch. Uh, everything that, that AK's done, it's made sense, and it's been a clear reason on why and what the goal was in making those deals. Now, there have been some. Like, would we have liked to have um, Gafford here instead of Troy Brown Jr.? Absolutely. But guess what? The Bulls were never going to give Gafford the extension that the Warriors gave. I mean, that the Wizards gave. It wasn't going to happen. $10 million a year, they weren't going to pay that for Daniel Gafford. Not at that point in time, considering where the team was. Is Daniel Gafford making $10 million a year? Gafford's getting $10 million a year. Yeah, no. Listen, you know, you want to know why? Because I can find that guy. Like that, exactly. that guy, that guy's always your draft. Yeah. The one thing I will, I, the one thing I will say that I always love about AK, and I and I do love about the comments, right? I think that AK is the kind of guy that's going to put the team above what the fans want. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's going to look at things from a, I don't want to say just an analytical standpoint, but from a how does this move us in the right direction immediately and long term? Um, and we we've seen that he's he's willing to cut bait with people that we thought, hey, you might want to hold on to this guy. At least the moves that he makes make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't look at the like there's some moves guard packs made, and I'm like, why the heck that we like signing Jabari Parker, like because he's from Chicago? Like we just signed him with, after like, was, we just got rid of Dwayne Wade because we signed him, did we just signed him because he was from Chicago? Th like there was no basketball reason behind like you couldn't tell me Jabari Parker made the Bulls better. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like at least the moves to me that, that AK is making are I believe are moving the Bulls in the right direction. I know a lot of people think that you know offering Zach the max is going to be a mistake, it's gonna be a long-term issue for us. Um, I, I side with AK on that. Maybe that's the first move that he makes that that does end up blowing up in his face. I don't believe that it will. Um, but I, I think that the pieces that I think AK's greatest asset is the thing that Bulls fans struggle with most. Mm -hmm. He does not overvalue his assets. Remember, guard packs, all they talked about, oh, well, we got all this draft capital. We got all this, uh, uh, we can't, and we they can't get rid of our assets. Use it for shit. Nothing. Like. Nothing. Come on, man. Come on. And I just looked it up. Daniel Gafford's actually getting paid more. He signed a three-year, $40.1 million contract. Why? The Bulls, why? And, that's, and this is why when Bulls fans in a vacuum say, oh, we shouldn't have traded for Gafford. Listen, he was a second-round pick. That means that some team was probably. two years. Exactly. This is why I worry about Io, right? Because the team could offer him that type of contract. But I think the Bulls are going to match that. Yeah. But the Bulls were never not at the place where they were. Now, of course, if he was a free agent at the end of this season, had we kept him, and this would have been the first season of that of needing that extension, they may because he brings exactly what they're lacking. But that happened. He signed that extension. At this point, it was two years before we got to this point. They weren't going to give for a team <laughs> that was winning that wasn't winning 20, 28 games. They weren't giving a player thir that's that's thirteen point three million dollars a year. They weren't giving Daniel Gafford that contract. And the funny thing is, is it backloaded or front loaded? 
Because uh, you know they, you know it doesn't probably it probably doesn't break down evenly. Like, are oh, we yeah, talking about Daniel evenly. Gafford making twenty million dollars at the end of this deal, dog? Is That's that, wild, bro. hey, bro. <laughs> Hey, yeah, we can find that guy. I love Daniel Gafford. I would, I loved when he was here in a Bulls jersey. I can find another Daniel Gafford, just like you can find another Bobby Portis. Um, but I think that that's, that's something that I love about AK. He doesn't overvalue the guys that we may have overvalued. I'll tell you this right now. I bet Kobe would have been here if AK was our GM. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, all those deals. Hey, I bet D Wade would have been our, our shooting guard if AK was our GM instead of Marcus Pfizer. Like that, th- those are those are the things that I look at and I say, like, yeah, there there are players that I love on this team and I would hate to see go, but there are also players that I look at and I'm like, I you're replaceable. Bobby Portis is one of those for me. I always loved Bobby, but I know you can find another Bobby. I love Bobby because he knocked somebody out and took his job. <laughs> How often you get to say that? All right. Oh no, buddy ran up on me. I put him on his back. Yeah, and I mean I that's just and people, power people forget that that's all that that was about. Like Marco was pissed off that he didn't walk into the starting power forward position. Yeah, he tried to play Bobby tough. Not he gave Bobby's. I mean, yeah, Nico. Who did I say? Yeah. Marco. Oh yeah, Nico. Oh yeah, Listen. <laughs> could be a similar situation. Don't run ha- up, Marco. <laughs> had, had, Bob, had Bobby punch Marco, Marco would have been on the next plane. Back to, to Serbia. But, um, it dunked yeah. on and punched. I'm out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Man, oh. that's wild, fam. But, yeah. Yeah. Daniel Gafford, bro. Like, the first year of that contract is 12 million. That's so it's it's backloaded 12 million, 13.3, and then 14.3 in the final. That's season. not bad. That's not bad. That's, that's good for him. I'm shout out to him for getting his money. But the Bulls were never giving him that much money. Yeah, no, no, I'm not giving you that much money. Not, not to be. I mean, no, no, <laughs> that's okay. It's, it's actually it's... I, broken down like that. It's actually not as bad as I thought it was, but I can find that, and that's I think AK that. will find that. It, yeah, I think he will as, as well, and probably for less money than that. Daniel Gafford is going to be getting paid more than Mitchell Robinson will probably next season. That's crazy. That's all. I'm That's gonna say. crazy. That's all. I think his extension actually kicks in in 2023, but still, that's crazy. That's crazy, though. <laughs> it's wild, fam. It's wild. But we're going to get into some wild things that AK may be doing with draft prospects. But first, I got to talk to you guys about Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by, by Rock Auto with the ever increasing prices. Uh, numbers of makes and models is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your odyssey an lx or an ex and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket save time and money when using rock auto why choose to spend 30 percent, 50 percent, even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and the prices are always reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us section uh, so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. You can't weak with it. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league 
helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs> I thought you was going to sing it. I thought you was there. I'm not singing it. I tell you, listen, I don't, I don't want to. Listen, they already have to hear my PTSD at the end of every episode. <laughs> I'm not going to subject anybody to my singing voice. I don't have the singing voice you do, Pat. We got to know our skill set. That's not mine, brother. That's not mine at all. <laughs> but next oh. up, interesting conversation. This was me and Pat just having a normal conversation in text messages. And this is how funny this motherfucker. This is how funny this brother is. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Uh, cut. Edit. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but we found out that EJ Liddell had a workout with the Chicago Bulls. And the Chicago Bulls, while they have been announcing a lot of workouts with end of the second round picks, uh, p- players that are expected to be undrafted, EJ Liddell, who's expected to go from the low first round to the second round, we did not hear a single peep about it. We only found out about this because EJ Liddell, in his excitement, posted the jersey to his Instagram story. So that left Pat to say that AK was pulling a T-Mac. And for anybody who knows what that means, the Bulls brought in T-Mac for a midnight workout. So is Acme pulling T-Mac? Are they bringing in draft prospects, sliding them in? Beha- but in- Pause. <laughs> you having a tough episode, my boy. <laughs> Actually, it's just a tough second segment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are they sneaking them in the building? That's how I'm going to say that one because I almost said sliding them yeah, in the back yeah. door, and that was going to well, kill. Now it. you've said it. So <laughs> even worse. Um, <laughs> I mean, it would seem so, right? Like it, it kind of yeah. seems that way. I, I'm kind of sad now because does this mean EJ Liddell's not getting drafted because he broke the code? Hey, AK got them uh, got those snipers. Like, hey man, what you, you know doing, what I'm saying? Bro? Like, hey, man, does, doing, does this mean does this mean EJ Liddell's not coming to the Bulls because <laughs> now like he he broke the code and like like oh you 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 put that out there? I, he's not coming here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we we don't want a Nick Young situation. Um, but that's a tough joke. But uh, <laughs> but I I I mean you have to assume that they are bringing guys in behind the counter because. We're not seeing a lot of anybody talk about coming to the Bulls. That or mm-hmm. literally EJ Liddell is the one guy they brought in and he's the one guy that they believe in that much that they might take at 18. It's one of two ways to read into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, when you look at EJ Liddell, we've talked about him heavily. Like, he almost fits everything that you want from a bench player, especially looking at the Chicago Bulls. Uh, yeah, hey, he's not Daniel Gafford. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, with shooting, though. He offers with some three-point shooting and some better passing. I'll pay him um, 13 mil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it just raises so many questions on what are AK and Eversley actually doing? Because, like, we had no idea that this was going to be going down. And, you know, for us, as we've been talking about so much here, like, what are they planning? What are they doing this? I And somebody reminded us of this in the comments as well the other day. Remember, AK and Eversley didn't work out, Pat, at least as far as we know. Maybe they had him in, in midnight workouts as well, yeah. uh, Patrick Williams. So they play everything close to the vest, um, which I do love and I do appreciate because, you know, we can sit back and, and realize that AK and Eversley, even if they are quiet, we know that they're working. If it was guard packs and they were quiet, we'd be like, hey, man, listen, I, I'm nervous. The PTSD would kick in. So uh, it's a little bit different there. But do you think that this, this this does mean that they've probably worked out more prospects than what we know? 
I would say yeah. Um, because like we said, the only leak that came out was from EJ Liddell. I, I think the interesting part there is like, I, I was jokingly saying like they're T-Macking these guys, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're bringing them in under the radar because like bringing in T-Mac for a midnight workout, T-Mac was regarded as one of the highest prospects coming into the league that season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're talking about him as what would he go third in the draft, I believe that third pick overall right. uh, for right. T-Mac. Um, so he was a highly coveted pick. You were th- talking about trading up to go get a T-Mac. Could there be a trade-up scenario where the Bulls are going after something bigger? They're going after a big piece. They're going after a, a piece that they feel like could be a starter in the NBA right now. How many spaces do you got to move up to get that? Or do you feel like there's a sleeper here that they're working out that they want nobody else looking at? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and there's a lot of – we're starting to hear now those – those um that speculation of the rumors, whatever you want to call them, that a lot of prospects are getting draft promises now. You're hearing more and more of that leading into the draft. I would not be surprised at all if the Bulls end up being one of those teams that makes that promise to get that the, whatever player that they want to not do workouts for other teams. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Don't promise nothing. Please don't promise nothing. You want to know what our last draft promise was? Was it Hutch? Yep. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> Stop so. promising stuff, bro. I don't. But I don't yeah, like the. That was a completely like different promise. front office, though, bro. That's I, a completely different front this office. This is true. It just uh, there's the PTSD right there. <laughs> I don't need promises, right? If he there, pick him. You ain't got to <laughs> tell him like, oh, don't work out for nobody else, brother. Like, oh, come on now, see Hutch. Good lord, women and trash and them and shit. Shut up. <laughs> Did a whole off season workout with Darren Collison to get cut. <laughs> That's what. Hey, so as we've done more, dude, I know me and you were both high on EJ Liddell. You even watched some tape afterwards. You covered it on the Whitney City Breeze. Is EJ Liddell the pick that you would like to see the Bulls make? Or is there I, – I know Mark Williams, people like Mark Williams isn't really projected to fall to us, but who's yeah. who's your guy right now that you would like to see the Bulls pick if if they're there at 18? I think it depends on the direction that the Bulls go. Um, if, if, you're, if you're talking about pairing with somebody, I would probably go Walker Kessler over EJ now. Okay. Um, based on the based on the tape that I'm watching, because he just fits so well with the defense we already play, and he fits so well with the style of big man that Vooch is. And I doubt that we're gonna go to a style of big man that's not that. You know what I'm saying? Like AK's was one of the best European scouts in the league. We know he's gonna bring in that European, at least styled player that's gonna play very much similar to Vooch. Um, but do we not have that in Marco Simonovic? We might, right? We might, but and but the thing is, right? What's the best piece to put next to that? If if you look at uh, that Denver team, you know what I'm saying? They kind of go a little more small ball with it, but I think the best piece you could put next to that is a big that's able to play off of that, especially one that can attack you in the pick and roll. Because now, if you're attacking in the pick and roll, you got a shooting big on the corner. Hey, I'm gonna collapse the paint. Oh, now Vooch is open in the corner. Marco's open in the corner. Whoever it is, cash money. It just opens up so many more things for the offense. I think that pick and roll big. Helps with that. And most of the, I mean, let's be real. Most of those bigs aren't good defenders that, that are like, that are like uh, the Vooch style big. Like Jokic ain't no good defender. Um, he's not awful, but like, he's not a good defender. Most of those bigs that. Good. He's not shut down defender. He's, yeah, I wouldn't call him a, he's not good defender. He is a good defender. I mean, Jokic gets some points put up on him. He does, but as every NBA player does. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I I wouldn't I wouldn't be like hey, 
Bam out of bio can't kill you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, bam might work you out. No, but uh I, I just I just think that that's a better big outside of that. If if Kessler's not there, because I think uh now all of a sudden, you know, it, hey man, I think we're the key because now all of a sudden I start looking at draft boards. We talk about Walker Kessler, I see him creeping up. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Go back the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we might be the key on this. Any any player we say, they start moving up the board a little bit. We might need to start. <laughs> Doing some breakdowns on these bombs that the Bulls are bringing in. I don't, I shouldn't say that, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I just, I just feel like, uh, I just feel like those would be the two right now, mm-hmm. um, unless Mark Williams falls to you. But Mark Williams is a potential guy. But I mean, that's that's a heck of a lot of potential. But um, he's a, he's a potential guy that brings a a a defensive skill set that can work right now. So yeah, yeah. a heck of a lot of potential. <laughs> so. Um, if Mark Williams for some strange reason starts to fall, yeah, bring him in. Like, but I think those are probably my three. Uh, I haven't gone in depth on Tari Eason yet, but I don't think he's gonna fall to us. I think last I saw for him, he was shooting, he was shot. No, Tari Eason actually been falling the last Has week he? or so. Yeah, he's fallen a couple of spots the last week. Or okay, so. so I might, I might, I might have to look at him and see what he's able to bring. I know he runs the floor like a gazelle, so I like that. Um, what about you? What do you got going at at 18 right now who's your who's your number one ej kessler and then also uh 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 osma uh diabate or whatever his last like Mm. i always kill his first name but diabate definitely is on my 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 list as far as if i had to go three that'd be interesting be interesting is it that would be an interesting pick yeah hmm we'll have to see hey man before we uh send y'all over to robert ori by the way uh which is Gotta love that, Mr. Uh, what was his nickname? It wasn't Mr. Big Shot. Big, Mr. Shot, Big Bob. Shot Big Shot Bob. There we go. Uh, before we send you over to Big Shot Bob, we have an important favor to ask you guys, man. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. It's your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcast. Like I said in the last one, keep it respectful. You know me and Hazel roast you. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com forward slash survey right now. Get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards to take uh, uh, our audience survey. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com forward slash survey. Thanks for your help. We appreciate that. Uh, um, we're just trying to get better out here. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. We also got to tell you about our partners over at Bet Online because they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info, for all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball playoffs, NBA finals, MLB scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. God, I can't wait for football season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoff esports and more. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. It's Bet Online where the game starts. They got a bet on there that is, I think it's minus 3,000 that Draymond doesn't get ejected in one game of the NBA Finals. And I'm looking at that and I'm like, I don't know if he will. There's always a chance. (laughs) So check that out over at Bet Online. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, that is it from us for today, guys. Uh, yeah, that's it. Pat, go ahead and give them the social media, man. Let's get up out of here. Hey, man, follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. Also, follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. It's at P A T T H E D E S I G N E R. Yes, I did go to public school, but they told me how to spell. Don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H A I Z E. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Now, for your second listen, go and check on Locked On NBA, where they got you covered on all the analysis, playoffs, everything. You can even find our own Pat the Designer over there today. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. This has been Locked On Bulls, and we out, y'all. Peace. The Golden State Warriors are minus 150, the favorites in the NBA Finals against the Boston Celtics. Joining me now, Robert Ory, seven-time NBA champion, is here courtesy of Bet Online. Check out Bet Online for all the up-to-date lines on the NBA Finals, Finals MVP, Finals props, and each and every game line. This is great to have you here. Why do you think? Because the line has moved a little bit. In, in the Celtics' favor, why do you think there are people that like the Celtics' matchup against the Warriors? Because the smart people know defense wins championships. Mm. And if you look at the Celtics' team, they got two players on that team that made the all-defensive team. You know, smart, of course, defensive player of the year. But Robert Williams is one of those guys that is an eraser. He can block shots. He can, you know... You know, he can erase a lot of mistakes that you make on the perimeter. And you think about it, you got Brown, Tatum, and Smart, who can get up on people defensively and funnel them to that guy. Next thing you know, it's getting blocked. And if you look at the way, you know, Harford has been playing, he's turned back the hands of time. He's blocking <laughs> shots again. So if you, overall, I think that the, the, the Celtics is a better defensive team than the Warriors because even though you have Draymond Green, Green Clay Thompson is not the Clay Thompson of old who can do the things he's used to be able to do. And, and so I just think that's, that's a big key for them, for the Celtics, that is. How do you see Defensive Player of the Year Marcus Smart matching up with, with Steph Curry? Is that going to be something where you see that Marcus is going to pick him up 94 feet? Like, how do you think Smart is going to approach that assignment if he does get that assignment, which we assume he's going to? But you know what? I don't think it's going to be a one-man job. If you look at the Celtics, they one, two, three are all athletic guys, and you go to the two, Jalen, and go to the Tatum, they get taller. You know, it's like, yeah. like the bars on the cell phone. And I think even, even though they like to do a lot of switching, I think they're, they're, they're perfect for this matchup. It's a perfect matchup for, for the Celtics and when they got the guard. And because, you know, Clay is going to be constant moving. And so, sort of, you know, not the same as a Jimmy Butler or Tyler Hero, but I think this, what they just did against the Heat, is like a, a, a prelude to a preclude to what they're going to do. And so I think they're going to be fine defensively switching and getting ready for Steph. It sounds like you like the Celtics in this one. You know, all my Laker fans are going to be mad at me because they said you cannot <laughs> wear anything green. You can never root for the Celtics. I'm not rooting for the Celtics. You know, I, I would like to see my former teammate, Emil Duco, win his first championship. You know, so I would like for that to happen. But, you know, I just think being the basketball mindset, I just think that there, there's a good chance the Celtics could win this thing. All right, so we have some odds here. Celtics in six is plus 375. Celtics in seven is plus 650. If people are going to bet on it, what is what is your prediction if you like Boston? Six, seven? Hey, you know what? If you, you're trying to make some money, right? <laughs> that's, why you, that's why you gamble. And so I would go with the Celtics in seven because I think the Celtics 
have been a battle-tested team on the road. They've won a lot of games on the road. They just won the Eastern Conference on the road. And so I think they're ready. I'm not saying everybody would say, well, the, you know, the Heat is a different monster than, you know, the Warriors and blah, blah, blah. But I still think it all boils down to having confidence and playing well on the road and, and believing that you can win on the road. There has also been this discussion now, especially among Celtics fans, about what this Celtics team has had to face, what, particularly who had Jason Tatum has had to face. Kevin Durant in the first round, Giannis Antetokounmpo in the second round, Jimmy Butler on a heater, no pun intended, for Miami. And now, Steph Curry, you're talking about at least three Pantheon guys, guys who are all-time great players. Who do you think has the most on the line legacy-wise in this series? For whom would that one title, you won seven, who would that one title mean the most for? You know, I'm, I'm going to go off script a little bit, and, and, and I, I'm going to stop people from thinking this is going to be the greatest run ever by the Celtics. That's not true, because you got Hornet set Carmelo. You got Kevin Johnson, Charles Barkley. You got Dennis Rodman, uh, MVP, David Robinson. You got Shaquille and Penny. Now, that is the greatest run in, back in 95. So when people say this might be the greatest run, stop it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because all these teams was 50, you know, 55, 50-plus 50 win teams. And so I just think if you if you look at this game and you have to pick an MVP, you know, of course, it's, it's going to be it Tatum. But this run that the Celtics are on is incredible. You know, don't get me wrong because they've been able to win on the road, which is key because you have to run on the road in order to win championships. That's if, unless you have home court advantage, you protect your home court. But I just think overall, when you look at the makeup of these two teams, they're similar. You know, Golden State Warriors, they were the Celtics six, seven years ago when they first entered the playoffs. And nobody thought they could win a championship. Next thing you know, they win a championship. Then the following season, they win all these games and don't win a championship. And then they get KD and they win two more. But I think if you look at the Celtics, there are so, there are so many similarities with these teams that people are always going to say, oh, let's go with the veteran leadership. Let's go with the fan favorite and Steph. You know, this thing, this thing about because everybody wants Steph to win because we know he got robbed one time with the MVP in the finals. And then he's take, he took a step back and let KD come in to his team, which is Steph team, and take two MVPs. And so I, 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 I do think Steph has a lot to prove. And his legacy is on the line when it comes to this because, you know, all the chatter now is about him not having – uh, MVP in the finals, which we all know he was robbed of one. So let's, let's be real about that. Mm -hmm. I, I'm looking at these MVP odds as you're talking about the MVP and, and we expect Curry and Tatum right at the top in terms of the odds. You're not getting really good value there. I'm looking at Jalen Brown, 10 to one. Yeah. I'm looking at Draymond 22 to one. Like if he really turned it up defensively, people forget in that game seven against the Cavs, he had a triple double in that game. He was the best warrior on the floor in that game. I'm looking at Marcus Smart at 40 to one. It seems like you you can get some good value. And we've seen, including in this Warriors run, that it's not always the stars who win these finals MVPs. It's true. You know, for me, if if I wanted to take the odds, I'm, I'm going to eliminate the top three automatically. And I don't I don't think Clay is, you know, you know, Clay is a game five, game six type of player. But me, I would go with Andrew Wiggins. If I had to mm. pick someone. With the odds, I will go with Andrew Wiggins, who is 20 to 1. And think about it, he has started to come into his own. Yeah. He after that dunk on, <laughs> on Luca, all of a sudden this dude is smiling big. He's he's enthusiastic. He's playing hard and he's an all-star. You know, I think some people forget he was an all-star. I think this is a good way in the biggest stage 
just show everybody that the all-star uh, committee didn't make a mistake. So if I had to take all the, cause I don't think Draymond Green, he don't shoot, he doesn't shoot enough and he's going to have to guard too many people. So he's going to be all over the board that. So if you look down that list of people and you want to say oh, odds maker, for me, I would take Andrew Wiggins 20 to one. That is, I, I mean, that, that's bold. I love it. Uh, I think you're right that that he he seems to be a different player. Just in the Warriors, just in Golden State, he seems to have been unlocked a little bit, whether that's Steve Kerr, whether that's just him feeling more comfortable. We're talking about legacy. And you have been on some teams that have gone on these multi-year runs that have been what we, we might consider dynastic, right? There have been some discussions here. If the Warriors win one, that because it's the Clay, Steph, Draymond core with Steve Kerr, that this has to be considered part of the Warriors run and that we have to call them a dynastic team. Where do you fall on that discussion? If they win one, are they a dynasty? You know what? It's, it's, I will put them in that category as a dynasty. <clears throat> you know, if you, if you, because they was riddled with injuries right? two years, Clay was out and Steph went out, you know, you, you say, okay, we'll give them, we'll give them a – Phil Jackson asterisks by those two years. But if they were to get back to the mountaintop and win this year, I, I would put them, you know, you got one more step to be a dynasty. And then if they go to the finals again, then I would give them a dynasty. But, you know, think about this. They gave us a dynasty in the Lakers. We won three in a row. And next thing you know, they dismantled the team. They go back and lose. It's considered a dynasty. So, you know, if you, to me, there's only been, you know, three dynasties in this Bulls, the Celtics, and the Lakers because. They're a situation where they went six plus championships. You know, I, I, that's what you look at. But in this day, in this era, you can give them a dynasty. I think I think you I, I I would I would consider the Spurs, the Tim Duncan, Greg Popovich Spurs in that mix. But they never won back to back titles. And so it depends on how you want to qualify it. Sustained yeah. success, not always enough. I, I think if you're a Boston fan, you're going, why can't we have that sustained run? We've got these two young superstars, Marcus Smart. Defensive player of the year who's coming into his own a little bit defensively. It seems like they've unlocked some things with him as their pure point guard in initiating offense because he doesn't have to create for everyone. They've got Tatum and Brown who can create for themselves. I mean, this, what what do you think the chances are that they could be not the next dynasty, but the next team that you have to deal with in the Eastern Conference? Like, okay, they're going to be there every year until further notice. You know, I, I think you look down that line and you says, okay, Tatum. First team, Max, Brown, Max, Smart, Max. These are super max contracts these guys potentially can get. So right. now we're, you know, if you, since I cover the Lakers, the Lakers got $40 million guys, three forty million guys. They can't get nobody else on the team unless they do some hell of a drafting, you know, and, and they get those guys that's going to be there. But it boils down to payday, man. If you're going to stick around and get paid, or you're going to have that one falter and say, oh, you know, we didn't win a championship. We need to make a move because, you know, they exported us in this area. We need to get someone in. And they trade one of those guys. You know, people do dumb things like that. Well, GMs, I should say. So I think they have the potential to make a long run. This is going to have to stick together and do what a Tim Duncan would do and say, you know, what? I'm going to take less money. So you can sign a Tony Parker, you sign a Manu Ginobili. But are these guys now, you know, selfless enough where they say, hey, you know what? I don't want to make 40 million. I make 30 million. You know, I, I don't think so. I think every now, every guy now is trying to get their bag so they can say, you know what? At one point in my career, I was making 50, 40 million, whatever it may be. So I don't, that's going to be the key though. It boils down to money. If they can keep that team together. All right. Not a finals question, but I can't talk to big shot Bob and not ask you this question. 
which of your big shots is your favorite? You know, um, I grew up a Lakers fan, a huge Magic Johnson fan. And one of my biggest thrills before I even made to the NBA, I got to play one-on-one with Magic when I was being scouted by the Lakers coming out of college, coming out of University of Alabama. So the shot I made against the Sacramento Kings in 2001 to win that game is probably my favorite. And I, don't get me wrong, I love what I did in Houston. I love what I did in San Antonio. But everything I did in, in San Antonio was on the road, game five on the road. But this was at home in Staples Center. And the ego comes into play where you want to hear that crowd chant your name, man. And you run off the court and the crowd still chanting your name. You're in the locker room, you can still hear them chanting your name. So I think that shot, it, it, it takes over all the other shots just for the ego. You know, we are all as athletes got some type of ego. And I think for me, that just takes over because I had the Laker fans chanting my name. They weren't chanting Shaq, they weren't chanting Kobe, they were chanting Ori. So that's a big plus for me. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.